Oh, he sniffed your hand. Look at that. And he's chewing, licking and chewing after sniffing It's the middle of winter in rural New South Wales, so it's cold. And off a horse float comes a big, grey, dreadlocked stallion who might just be a rock star Brumby. I'm Elizabeth Coolass. Welcome to Days Like These. Today, reporter Melanie Tate takes you inside the mystery of a lost Brumby, the women who love him, and a curious photo that could hold all the answers. We're going to nail it. We're going to identify him by the penis. I mean, it was his dick pic, I guess. Whoa, 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 as they'd say in the horse stables. Steady on. We've still got a fair ride until we get to being comfortable with dick pics in this story. I want you to meet Nicole. She loves horses. Really, really loves them. She has done since she was a little girl. But what makes Nicole different and a little bit magical is that even though she lives right in the middle of Sydney, a place not known for its passionate equine culture, she reconnected with horses as an adult. And this love affair has gone from the sweet domesticated horses of her youth to an interest in Brumbies, the wild, untamed horses of the high country between New South Wales and Victoria. And I just found coming back into work on a Monday... I was like, I can talk to a wild horse. I can do anything. Like, I can manage this situation. The Brumbies of the, you know, the snowy mountains and I guess specifically Kosciuszko in New South Wales, there is a romance to them. You see, there's an issue with Brumbies in Australia and I'm going to attempt to simplify what is a really, really complicated and historical story. Brumbies, wild horses... They're up in the high country on the border of New South Wales and Victoria. And they're not great for the environment. The delicate native flora and fauna just isn't meant to be trampled on by heavy horse hooves. So scientists and environmentalists, well, they want them off the mountains. Recently, government has announced it's going to be resuming its culling campaign to rid the bush of brumbies, which is really upsetting for brumby lovers. There are various Brumby groups, there are Brumby rescuers, there are Brumby kind of loose alliances trying to sort of organise different protection levels for, for Brumbies or just different ways of managing them. There are rehomers, so people who take, take the Brumbies from national parks and wildlife traps and then try to find new homes for them. And then there are the photographers. There is a number of photographers who spend a lot of time out in nature and they're you know photographing nature as well as dingoes and wombats and just beautiful things in those snowy mountains but also the brumbies. Over time the work of these photographers means that some of these horses become almost like celebrity horses and I guess the Brad Pitt of brumbies the one that is most loved most famous most mystical is one particular grey stallion. 
The horse who is the most revered of the Snowy Brumbies is a horse called Paleface, who is magnificent grey stallion. And for various reasons, I guess the photographers favoured following Paleface in a way. His photos were magnificent. I mean, he was an absolutely magnificent-looking stallion and he had a beautiful herd of family and I would expect that being in his proximity there must be sort of quite a, a magnetic charisma to him and there are incredible photos that photographers have taken of him in these like you know amazing stallion battles and he defended his mares and had a beautiful herd and there's some lovely tender photos of him with you know itchy his seasonal foals and he he'd been around for a long time so um he was certainly certainly like I guess the most recognised of all the Brumbies and people write poems about him, they write books about Paleface. Definitely a horse who inspired a lot of love. I, I don't even know what the word is. I'm sort of getting a feeling in my heart about him too. I don't know why, but I, I am. So yeah, what a beautiful, beautiful horse. At the end of 2019 in Australia, up and down the East Coast, the bushfires ripped through so many areas of wilderness and national parks and they were quite ferocious and they tore through the snowy mountains. People were worried about the Brumbies but you know there was nothing people could do obviously they're wild animals so it was kind of every horse for themselves. In the aftermath of those fires in 2020 as the um, photographers and different people started to go back into the landscape to see what was left of the Brumby population. Certain herds were kind of re-emerging out of the blackened landscape. Some herds weren't affected at all because they'd kind of moved on to lower you know, grasslands. And then there were certainly herds who were missing. Distressingly, Paleface and his herd, and he had a large and established family, were not seen and uh, nobody could find them. And really what people suspected was actually the worst, that perhaps Paleface and his family had all died. So with celebrity horses like Paleface assumed dead, for people like Nicole, it becomes more important to get whatever horses survive off the mountain. The fires have ravaged the food sources of whatever Brumbies might be left, and it's likely they'll be undernourished and in need of help. Time goes by, there's a pandemic. And then, a message in Nicole's inbox that changes everything. I get a Facebook message from a little sort of group, and it's from my friend Nicole, also called Nicole, my horse bad friend Nicole. She's a bad influence on me, let's just say that. So um, a little Facebook group that she has set up with, I don't know, five other people who I don't know who they are, and she in this message goes, girls, we've got to rescue these Brumbies. After much toing and froing, they decide to rescue the horses. And the horses will go to Nicole's. Farmer Nicole, that is, not our Nicole, who'll be City Nicole from here on in. City Nicole lives in a small house in the middle of Sydney. There is absolutely no room for a Brumby in her backyard. We got a message like at 8 o'clock at night, the horses were going to be picked up the next morning, that this woman called Angel was going to be picking up the horses. I was like, okay, well... That sounds okay to me. I just want them on the truck and want them travelling and, like, let's just keep this thing moving and that sounds great. But Nicole was a bit nervous about it. 
Angel loads up the horses and gets on the road. City Nicole and Farmer Nicole know it's going to take a few days to get the horses up from Victoria to Farmer Nicole's New South Wales property. Angel's stopping in at showgrounds each night to let the horses off the float and rest. And then... I get this message from Angel, which is a completely different kind of tone. And she goes, you'll need strong yards. This horse's terror is through the roof. And I'm like, what? What's this? Where's this come from? I said, oh, oh, our horses. Like thinking, is she talking, is this for somebody else? You know, is she talking about other horses? She's never said anything about this. And I was like, Angel, is everything okay? And she goes, these horses, nothing's going to contain them. They're completely wild. They'll go through you to get over the top of you to get, like, through a fence or something. And I'm going, oh, God, um, really, Angel? Um, and starting to feel a bit worried. And I go, oh, far out, thinking also, what sort of fences has Nicole got out there? And the texts from Angel, they just keep coming, particularly about one of the Brumbies, a stallion. Grey, tall and seemingly quite wild. He's extremely dangerous. He's willing to break his own neck and legs to get away from people. And I feel sick, absolutely sick in my heart about what's happening. We've just unleashed something really, really diabolical and I'm completely out of my depth. Angel keeps making her way up to New South Wales. I get a message from Angel saying, your stallion is the one they're looking for. On Facebook, this is the horse they're looking for. And then I thought, because often people will be posting on Facebook, like stuff about pale face. And, you know, it is a grey stallion that she's got and she's been describing it as the most extraordinary horse with the most power, the most amazingly kind of athletic creature and I said pale face do you mean pale face and she said yes I'm carrying pale face I have that horse on the truck but pale face is famously dead it's over a year since the 2019 bushfires and neither he nor his family have been spotted by any of the photographers who spend time on Kosciuszko looking for him specifically looking for him how could he have escaped their view? How could it possibly be Paleface? Far out. So I flip over to like the Facebook pages and I find a photo of Paleface and I screen grab it and I send it back to her. I say, this horse, you have this horse. And she said, yep, that's him. Affirmative. That's 100% him. I race back over to Facebook, find another photo and go, this one, you've definitely got this horse. And she goes, yep, 100%, that is this horse, that is this stallion, he is this horse, I have pale face. I was going, no, there's no way, he died in the fires, there's absolutely no way, Angel. And I'm thinking, what the hell? We have got the most mythical stallion in the world on our truck. Sidney Nicole gets more and more excited, more convinced. Look, Paleface has got like this long, you know, bit of mane that droops over his ear and she goes, yes, this horse has got that. But Paleface has got sort of a dark, you know, dark, dark legs. Has he got that? Yes, he's got that. He's got this, he's got that, he's got this. Paleface has got a lump on his nose. Yes, this horse has got that. I'm going, oh, far out. Okay, Nicole, we've got Paleface. And then she comes back just like, you know, I don't know, 15 minutes later going, yeah, with a question mark. It's like, so? And? And I'm like... Pale face. 
you know, your grey stallion is pale face. And she's like, I don't know, sort of like, I don't know what that means. And I'm going, oh, my God. So I just go into this sort of excited rant of, we have got Paleface, you know, Paleface, the king of Brumbies, Paleface. Your stallion is Paleface. He is alive and he's on our truck. Angel has got Paleface. Our stallion is Paleface. How did this come to pass that the most mythical stallion of all the Brumbies has kind of ended up in this situation where he's gone through a rehomer to people who nobody really knows and He's on a truck just sort of travelling in this anonymous fashion out to some sort of future of obscurity in central western New South Wales. And it was sort of blowing my mind. Is this how his, is this how Paleface kind of ends his life? I mean, not ends his life in like a death, but it almost made me feel like if, if Elvis was discovered just sort of working in a cafe in Lithgow or something, like... It was that sort of thing. Sydney Nicole goes to the photographers who spent so much time with Paleface on Kosciuszko before the fires. She sends the photos she has from Angel. One photographer ignores her. Two others send back quick, direct, uncushioned replies that it is not Paleface. Sydney Nicole goes to the woman Angel picked up the Brumbies from, Kelly. She asks for better photos for identification. Kelly tells her she only took photos from far away of this particular grey stallion because she thinks it might be Paleface. Angel also was saying that, don't tell anybody that you've got him. You need to be quiet. So we were calling him Pegasus at the time, which was a name that um, Kelly had given him while he was at her place. And Angel was saying, you can't call him Pegasus, that's the name for like a little girl's pony. This horse needs something like really, really fitting for the energy and power of him. So he's kind of become codenamed Pegasus in a way where we don't think Pegasus is his name. But yeah, so he became codenamed Pegasus. It might seem a bit bonkers to give a skinny, malnourished, crazy Brumby a codename. But it's really a big deal if this horse is Paleface, the king of the Brumbies, the most photographed and loved horse of them all, the Brad Pitt of the Brumby world. It's a massive ethical issue for the safety of the horse. You see, if you return him to Mount Kosciuszko, he runs the risk of being killed by an aerial shooter and possibly having a painful extended death. And on the flip side... Should the King of the Brumbies live out his life on a cattle farm thousands of kilometres from where he was born and grew up, possibly to become a political pawn in a painful ongoing battle? Who's going to lay claim to him? And what might they do with him? At this point, we've closed ranks and decided not to disclose where he's going. I feel like we've got, you know, a political prisoner in witness protection at this point. And um, I feel... Like, I'm going to explode sometimes. It's just too exciting and too much for me to even comprehend. There were a couple of identifying markers, like with Paleface. He's got a uh, lump on his nose. He has very particular markings. He had a very long mane, which flips over a little bit at the front onto one side. He also had a scar on his lip. So there were all of these identifying markers that we were... Um, Kelly was helping and she was sort of circling on little photos, things like, you need to look for this, you need to look for that. He had a distinctive whirl of hair on his um, neck. 
and just the way he was built, you know. So we were looking at these these things. And then I was looking through all the photographs just trying to find matches and I was compiling, you know, this sort of like little database. I just went into like research overdrive of we've got to like pull this together. This is amazing. And I came across a photograph of Paleface from, I guess, might have been the, you know, the, the last winter before he, he disappeared. And he's standing in the snow. And he looks beautiful. He's fat and juicy and absolutely gorgeous with his long, you know, mane and looking lovingly at the photographers who, you know, take these beautiful photographs of him. And blowing in the breeze is this long penis. Like, it's just this interesting thing. And I just notice it and think, Oh my god, that's Paleface's penis. And it's pink and kind of it's got black spots on it. And he's just there and you know, he's beautifully photographed and it's very clearly identifiably Paleface's penis. And in my mind, which has now gone into like I've now gone into detective mode. Like I am a detective. I have become like Australia's leading pet detective in this situation and I go to myself I think pretty much a horse's penis is probably an identifying characteristic that we haven't considered before. We're going to nail it. We're going to identify him by the penis. So I take a screen grab of this, which is, I mean, it was his dick pic, I guess. It's Paleface's dick pic. And I send it to Angel and I say to Angel, Angel, have you seen his penis? Can you match it to this? I don't even know, Angel. So I'm sending her this and she comes back going like, lol, ha ha, I'll have to have a look. And I'm thinking, oh my God, yes, we're going to get a positive ID from the dick pic. This is going to be hilarious. But also, I'm also feeling so proud of myself that I've found this thing and I can't believe it. And... I just think in a minute, like, he's going to pop it out. Come on, Angel. Like, if I was there, I would just have him in a yard with a bucket of water, never-ending supply of water, and waiting for that to pop out. But, of course, you know, everyone else is busy doing their job, so she's like, oh, yeah, I'll keep an eye out for it. I'm thinking, keep an eye out for it. This is the most important thing of the day. Just get that penis out and have a look. Pegasus slash Paleface finally gets to Farmer Nicole's property. Paleface, codename Pegasus, walks off his truck and as he's leaving the truck so Nicole catches this on video uh, Angel's partner Ian has got his hand on on the gate and I mean I thought based on Angel's description of these like horses that were just like monsters that this would be an explosive situation and he would just burst out of the truck like a like some sort of you know monster he turns around and he walks so sweetly off the truck and he nuzzles Ian's hand. He pauses and as he leaves the truck and it was like this most beautiful moment. And I thought, what a beautiful, beautiful horse. I mean, there's a wild unhandled stallion who has just been on this truck. And then he walked off the truck into his yard and I was almost, I'd forgotten even that we were thinking about like penises or identification, I was just looking at that horse and marvelling at at his kind of majesty and and his kind of humility in this situation. Pegasus slash Paleface is now settled into Farmer Nicole's big horse and cattle property in New South Wales. If it was Paleface, what would we do? You know, what 
what happens then? Nicole just said, well, I'll return him to the wild. I don't want to keep him. I don't want to keep Paleface. He should go back. I'll just send him straight back. At which point, pretty much Angel and Kelly both said, the wild doesn't exist for him anymore. You know, he can't go back. He's not safe in the wild. You couldn't send Paleface just back to the mountains and release him because he'll be trapped or he'll be hunted or something terrible is going to happen to him. So, you know, this is a way of keeping him safe. So right now, the Nicoles are happy, not knowing if he's pale face or not. This stallion's no less worthy. He's also protected a family. He deserves his freedom. He um, deserves to be as admired and respected as pale face. So, you know, they're all pale face. They are all pale face. Today's story was reported by Melanie Tate and it's our last Days Like These episode for this year. Thank you so much for listening and sending in your voice memos and your emails. We've loved every one of them. We will be back with a new season in early 2022. And in the meantime, our catalogue of episodes is there for you to enjoy by the pool or over an icy pole or during a holiday food coma, whatever takes your fancy. And if you're feeling festive, please leave us a rating and a review while you're at it. It helps new people find our show. If inspiration strikes and you think you've got a Days Like These story that you want us to tell, do get in touch with us. Our email is dayslikethese at abc.net.au. Days Like These is hosted by me, Elizabeth Coolass. This episode was made on the lands of the Wiradjuri, Woiwurrung and Gadigal peoples. Our producer is Tamar Cranswick, sound design and engineering by Isabella Tropiano. The supervising producer was Sophie Townsend, who is also our brilliant script editor. Our executive producers are Ian Walker and Tom Wright. And our theme song is Yeah Nah by the Gooch Palms, courtesy of Ratbag Records and BMG. See you next time. Shining and there's no fucking way